are listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bateman. Check out anxietycanada.com for more totally free anxiety resources, including our app MindShift CBT. Welcome to Our Anxiety Stories. I really appreciate you being a part of this. Of course, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's a really cool thing that you guys are doing today. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, if you could, uh, if you could start by this the simple yet seemingly complicated question mm-hmm. of uh, what's your anxiety story? Okay, yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, my anxiety story started, oof, I would say, probably about ten years ago. Um, the first time that I had experienced uh, difficulties with anxiety was when I was doing my undergraduate degree in university. And I had my first panic attack in the middle of an exam, and I really had absolutely no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never heard anybody talk about anything like that before, um, and it was so far outside of what I would have considered like a, you know, a normal experience up until that point. Mm-hmm. I remember like sitting down and writing an exam, um, and about like an hour into it, just like my heart pounding out of my chest and feeling like the room was closing in around me, and just being like what in the heck is going on? I thought like something like seriously medically wrong was going on. Um, I remember getting up, going to get a drink of water, you know, trying to kind of walk it off. And then, you know, that's not really how panic works, which I didn't know at the time. So of course it didn't quite go away. Mm. Um, And then eventually by the end of the exam, it did calm down and I went home and kind of looked up and figured like, okay, this is what had happened. It's called a panic attack. Mm. Um, And then I didn't have any issues for quite some time after that until I started grad school. Right. And then, and you know, this was years and years later, Mm. and about three months into grad school, it was, you know, Christmas time, and it was really busy with um, papers being due, and I was also, like, you know, I had a fellowship, but I was working, and it was just kind of an overwhelming time. Yeah. Um, And I started having the panic attacks again. Yeah. And this time I knew what was happening because it had happened to me years ago. Yeah. But I didn't realize that it could happen more than like a one-off. <laughs> yeah, so again, I was totally surprised. Yeah. 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 Well, so, um, again, I was really surprised that I kind of kept having like more and more of them. And this time they lasted about a month right. and it was a really scary, terrible time, but then it kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took a couple more years and I didn't have any really experiences with, with panic or with, you know, difficulties with anxiety. Um, and then I like to say the big one hit because this wasn't like a one-off or a one-month. Um, I started having like really consistent panic attacks. So, so um, multiple Over daily? and over. Yeah, multiple and, you know, multiple in a day, kind of consistent and constant. Right. Um, and it went for months and months. Mm-hmm. Um, and my panic was becoming, you know, really, really severe. I, I wasn't able to go to work or go to school anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having trouble, you know, leaving my house, and something happened to me called depersonalization. Right, yes, I've, I've experienced that. Yeah, really, really scary. Mm-hmm. So for me, my depersonalization was actually also quite severe. It wasn't like just in the moment of the panic it was something that had kind of you know become also consistent in my life right. so um not only was i living with panic disorder but also with depersonalization that would be very i mean having experienced it sort of on just just a little bit 
that would yeah. be very uh, yeah that'd be a very difficult thing to deal with consistently. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah, it was absolutely like a terrifying time in my life because there wasn't necessarily like I would say any. You know, one of the things about panic disorder is that there aren't mm-hmm. necessarily always going to be triggers. But yeah. for me, it ended up that, like, me and myself became what I would say the trigger. Could you could you take so, a second, if, if you're comfortable? Um, yeah. You explained what a panic attack felt like to you. And I think it's important to share our symptoms of panic attacks because they're all slightly different, but somewhat the yeah. same. What, what was your, what would you say the symptoms were of a depersonalization? Right. Okay. So, for me... It felt like there's a couple of different ways that I can describe what depersonalization feels like. Like one of the ways that I describe it is, and I think people, a lot of people can relate to this, if you fall asleep during the day mm-hmm. and have sort of like an inappropriately long nap and yeah. you wake up and yeah. you're kind of in this panic because like you missed the school bus and yeah. like, never mind, you're 35. Why, why, why did your head even go there? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. right. You just kind of wake up disoriented and yeah. you don't really know what's going on, even though you're just on your couch. Yeah. So that's one of the ways that I can kind of describe it. Another way is like you just feel like you're not quite there or in your body. Yeah. yeah. Even though you know that you are. A lot of people describe it as as an out of body type experience. It's a very much. Yeah. But you but you're very conscious of it, which is. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. The other thing I use to, to describe it is like it's similar to that feeling of hearing your voice on an answering machine. Yeah. Well, I guess answering machines aren't so much of anymore, but, but yeah, like hearing, you're your, voice hearing back, your voice right? It's over, like you know that's your voice. But when you listen to this like on you. a podcast later, yes, hearing yeah. your voice, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, mine was similar in the, fa- in the sense that it was like uh, that I, I would feel that, but then I'd feel like my hands were detached from my, from my body, like, and I felt like I was yeah. wearing a mask. Um, I felt yeah. like I was more an observer in this kind of shell. It was a really weird experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah and, it's like and super, super to, scary. To, to, uh, to emphasize what seems to be coming into focus a lot during as the day goes on is control. It's, it's like you feel like you're not in control or this it's this different kind of thing that's controlling, which is really disconcerting. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that really um, made me feel like there was nothing that I would ever be able to do to get better like it was definitely something happening to me yeah yeah and not something that i could be doing anything yeah. about I, I think which it's i know now isn't necessarily true yeah well it's, what's important is it's not permanent um yeah. and then they they kind of come and go and they're uncomfortable just the same as panic attacks and it's yeah. kind of always my first line of defense if i feel something like that that might be edging close i i do tell myself that this is this is you know going to come and it's going to go um there's yeah. a lot of power in that i want to ask you a question about uh it says you're a, a MA and a public education coordinator at the Anxiety Disorders Association of Manitoba. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about what you do there. Okay, right. So um, I am in charge of public education at the Anxiety Disorders Association of Manitoba. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know about our organization, I'm guessing that's probably quite a lot of people. Yeah, well, this is a good time support. to get known. Yeah. Oh, sh- sorry. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, we're a peer support organization. So. Um, it's my job to make sure that people in our communities around Manitoba and specifically, you know, Winnipeg, that's where our office is, know that, um, you know, anxiety, 
what, what anxiety is, mm-hmm. that it's common, that it's treatable, how to maybe recognize if, if they're having issues with that, what they can do about that. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of my job as contributing to like both information dissemination and destigmatization because right. a good chunk of what I do is also tell my story right. and make sure that people know that anxiety looks like any kind of average person, yeah. right? It happens to anybody. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I go and I give presentations and we have information sessions and yeah. we have displays and, you yeah. know, all kinds of cool stuff to make sure that Manitobans know um, that there are resources out there to help them and that anxiety, you know, it's a thing. You're not alone and we can do something about it. Yeah, that's that's obviously an incredible service. So it's kind of is like a, you, you know, within your walls or within what you do, you you create a community of people who are like-minded and, and it, it serves them in that way. It helps them deal with their condition that way. Absolutely. And like we just know how powerful that is when people are a part of a community, when people know um, that they don't need to isolate, right? And that yeah. we can empower ourselves and that there are people who understand you. Yeah. yeah. It's so powerful for people with anxiety disorders and it certainly was for me. Yeah. And do you think, so uh, I guess the question would be, um, within the within the scope of your job, um, does that help you? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. So it it it, for sure. it indeed would act as sort of a therapy for you too. It's a fringe benefit of that. Absolutely, yeah. And so I, you know, I I got my job really like I the path to me starting to to walk towards being an employee of anxiety disorders was first being a participant in the programs. Is that right? So okay. yeah, so I went there for help. Um, and I was so, I, you know, I know I benefited so much from being around other people who understood, um, from seeing and meeting and spending time with other people who are also wanting to get better and working towards that. And we were there, you know, in it together, um, with facilitators who had been through it, who were reaching back to help, you know, pull us through and also, um, give us the tools to empower ourselves. Yeah. So going through the programs and then, you know, because I'd gotten so much out of it, was so passionate about like the community of this organization um, and the power of peer support, I wanted to volunteer. So I started volunteering and eventually, you know, a couple of years later, um, now I work there. So yeah. and, and did that's you the have, beautiful thing about that. Did you have to line yeah. up courses and do courses to kind of get qualified to work there? Um, I, well, I had been studying, I had been doing my master's degree and, you know, Adam doesn't normally take, um, students to come do practicums. I'm, I wasn't a psychology student, I was studying peace and conflict studies. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really interested in community building and, you know, peace building within communities. And yeah. I chose to focus on, um, why peer support is so powerful for people with, uh, challenges with mental health, how the benefit of being in and amongst a community and um, being able to share your experience, how that how that contributes to the empowerment and recovery aspect. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of, you know, got my schooling involved with Adam as well. And I think I just kind of, you know, got to know the organization on another level there and that that potentially may have helped. But well, yeah, maybe yeah maybe. not necessarily for, yeah. for that job, no. Yeah, but it definitely got you to a place. I mean, it's great, you know, uh, for me looking for looking for for, you know, what helps me with my life and it's my job, which has nothing to do with anxiety or helping other people per se. My jo- you know, I manage a wood shop and that's what yeah. I do. But it's something I've stumbled upon recently and it really serves all those it actually serves a lot of CBT principles 
it within within the way it works. So it's it's incredibly helpful, and it's great when you can find an occupation that not only you're helping somebody, but you in in your situation, you're helping out a lot of other people, and you're you're helping yourself too. It's important. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I every day I'm grateful to be able to do the work that I do. Yeah, um, yeah. Not a lot of us get to have jobs that we actually know we're making a positive contribution to, yeah. you know, the community around us and, and even to our own selves. But yeah, working in working in peer support for sure yeah. has, you know, this incredible aspect of both giving back and also kind of making sure that you're always on top of your own mental health and yeah. using your own experience to benefit others, but also to constantly remind yourself that like you're resilient and you've been through it and you can do it again. Yeah. Well, you've, up. you've given, you've given t- doubly today because you've been a part of this and uh, we really appreciate that you've been a part of it. It's been wonderful talking to you and thanks for, uh, thanks for being upfront and being transparent. It's really important that everybody knows that everybody around them deals with this kind of thing and they're not Absolutely. alone. And you certainly are somebody that, that I'm sure is helping a lot of people. Oh, thank you so much. I'm sorry, you guys. This was a great, great thing for you to put on. Okay. Thanks very much, Kendall. Take care. Awesome. Have a good one. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bateman. Check out anxietycanada.com for more anxiety resources, including our app MindShift CBT. And if you like what you hear, please consider making a donation. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Until next time.